0: Hey Siri, Uh what's the weather like in Canada's Rocky Mountains?
1: It's currently raining and 14 degrees. Expect cloudy skies starting early in the morning, then rain tonight. Temperatures are heading down from 14 degrees to 12 tonight.
0: No, that's so fun. A little thing about me. When I first started using Siri, I switched to the Australian female voice version right away. There was just something about it that made it feel more human, more empathetic. Almost, and I know this sounds silly, almost like there was a, a real connection with someone. Hey Siri, uh-huh. what movies do you recommend on Netflix tonight?
1: Here are movies available on Netflix. Knives Out, The Monster, Chinatown, The Warriors, What Happened Miss Simone? Do you want to hear the next five movies?
0: No, uh, none of those. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh? Where is the nearest restaurant?
1: The closest one I found is McDonald's on Walden Gate, Southeast. Is that the one you're looking for?
0: <laughs> no, not today. Hey, Siri.
1: Huh?
0: Play Stories and Strategies, the podcast.
1: Playing podcast stories and strategies for public relations on Apple Podcasts.
0: My name is Doug Downs. My guest this week is Karen Jacobson, the self-described GPS girl joining us from Los Angeles today. Hi, Karen. G'day. How are you? I'm I'm good. Is g'day still a thing? Is Can I still say g'day? I, I didn't know if that was a thing.
2: Oh, yeah. G'day is a very Australian uh, term. And that's yes, that, that's it's a very friendly.
0: Hello. But not shrimp on the Barbie. That's totally bogus, right? No,
2: no, especially because I'm vegan. So I don't shrimp on the Barbie anymore.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Now, Karen, normally at this point, I read the guest bio, but instead I'm going to do something a little bit different. So
1: okay, hang,
0: hang with me here. Hey, Siri, who is Karen Jacobson? Karen Elizabeth Jacobson is an Australia-born and New York-based entertainer,
1: singer, motivational speaker voiceover artist and songwriter
0: there you go Well wow. now you've introduced yourself kind of
1: it actually worked well see i i have to
2: say that often if i attempt to use the voice of syria doesn't work out she doesn't understand me she understands my <laughs> husband my son but when i ask her a question there's a big nothing
0: That's amazing. Karen, you are the voice of Australian female Siri, the GPS girl, heard on about 400 million GPS and smart enabled devices worldwide. You're also an author of two books on Amazon. We've got the links in the show notes. You're a keynote speaker, a voiceover artist, and a singer-songwriter. Now, Karen, you grew up in small town Australia. Then you ended up moving to Sydney, but your dream had always been to move to America to become a professional singer, just like Olivia Newton-John. And it was in New York, 2001. You got your big break. 2002.
2: 2002.
0: You got your big break responding to an ad for voiceover work. What happened?
2: Well, there was a client looking for a native Australian female voiceover artist living in the northeast of the United States. And I read that description. I'm like, this is a description of me. It's so (laughs) so specific. And I went to the audition. And uh, they had me say some things like – at the next intersection, turn left. If you're d- listening to this and driving, don't listen to my directions right now. I'm, I'm <laughs> making a point. Excuse me. And then there was, um, you have reached your destination and everybody's not so favorite recalculating. And I, I said these, these words and recorded them. And then I came out of the booth to the control room and they said, Oh, that's great. We want to hire you. Uh, I mean, getting the job on the spot. Doesn't happen very often in the entertainment business either. And they said we need to take you to a town in upstate New York called Ithaca. And in Ithaca, we are going to put you in a hotel room, and then we will take you to the studio every day for three weeks. We are going to record a script. I'm going to need you for fifty hours of recording. To capture every combination of syllables possible, so we can chop that up and create a voice system based on your speaking voice.
0: So it wasn't just words. You you were speaking in phonetics, kind of.
2: Well, I was. They'd created a script that captured every combination of syllables possible. So I was saying words and sentences and phrases.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And and it was what a couple of weeks later, you actually found out what this was all about from a friend. A couple of two
2: years later, actually, two years. it was. I went back to my life as a singer and songwriter in New York City and was writing music, recording songs, touring, and out of the blue, I got a call from a girlfriend, and she said, oh, Karen, I bought my husband one of those new GPS thingos for Christmas, and, and I said, oh, put it on the Australian voice, because we were driving from Maine back to New York City after the the Christmas holidays. And, and so we put it on the Australian voice and, oh, my God, Karen, it's you, it's your voice in the <laughs> GPS. And I, I turned to my husband and I said, oh, no, I bought you Karen Jacobson for Christmas. <laughs> and this is how I found out wow. that my speaking voice had ended up in now a billion GPS and smartphones and elevators and cruise ships and software applications telling people, what to do and where to go while I'm talking to you right now.
0: And so, I mean, a lot of people will think, there it is. You got it right. Fame, fortune, limos picking you up every night. But the reality, (laughs) the laugh tells it all. In reality, um, you had done professional voiceover work. You had been paid for it. Um, I do voiceover as well for some things. You get paid for it. You move on. Um, No, well, I won't get into royalties and residuals, but it at least wasn't sufficient um, to make a real dent in things. And you and your husband, you actually hit a bit of a financial roadblock at that point, right? And ironically, you had to recalculate. What happened?
2: We did. We did have to recalculate. And so there, there's my voice popping up in millions and millions of devices and being licensed left and right. And, and you know, the global financial crisis was indeed a crisis for many people. Um, and for us, we... Uh, so we were living in New York city and we started to live beyond our means. I was a singer songwriter. My husband, um, my husband was divorced when we married, but financially he wasn't quite totally completely divorced. And as we started to untangle that situation, um, it led to a lot of legal time and legal bills, which lasted for five years. And during that time, um, trying to keep up with living, we started to live beyond our means. The legal bills kept on coming and um, we, we, we did then have a plan to recalculate. We came into a small amount of money, not enough to actually pay off the debt, the credit card debt that we'd started to incur, but enough to put down a down payment on a property. And we came up with what we think what thought was a great plan actually was we would buy an apartment, we would then close on that apartment and then a month later we would refinance and be able to put all of that debt that we'd incurred, which at that time was at 30% interest rates. Remember oh, those interest rates?
0: Oh, yeah, yes, yeah.
2: So we were going to fold that into the mortgage, refinance and fold it into an 8% interest rate, which was actually a fantastic plan except we uh, closed on our apartment on August 28th of 2007. And that was exactly, oh, <laughs> we couldn't have planned it more in a more challenging way. So I called our mortgage guy, Tim, and I said, Tim, it's Karen, we're ready to refinance and put all of that debt into our mortgage. And he said, oh, Karen, I'm sorry, but those mortgages, those subprime mortgages where well, you didn't need to show any paperwork because you probably didn't have the paperwork, they're now illegal. We cannot actually help you. I'm sorry. So we were stuck and and we we had this beautiful new apartment that we couldn't afford to live in and... We the bills, the legal bills kept on coming, and by this time I was six months pregnant with our son, and work in the entertainment business was the first to go at that time. And um, as we've discovered more recently, that's a non-essential industry, and um, we hit rock bottom. We uh, we were living in a beautiful new apartment, and we didn't have the money for groceries. Oh wow! It, it was it was ludicrous i I even now, these years later, I look back and think how- how could that possibly have happened? but you know you're in the middle of what is such a difficult situation, and it's like a train running with no brakes and that you don't have any control over, even though of course we could have made other decisions, but at the time it didn't seem like it, and we knew we needed to recalculate we knew we needed to do things differently, and what we did was we. We um, called uh, a real estate agent and we put tenants into our home so we could bring in some money right away. Back in Australia or I,
0: the one in New York?
2: The one we were living in okay, that we couldn't okay. afford to live in. I called up the airline and I um, I booked frequent flyer mile tickets for my husband, our baby son, who had been born, and myself to fly to Australia and we moved in with my parents and it, I mean, I was, I was a woman of 40 years of age and we were moving in with our parent, my parents. I mean, it's embarrassing, but my goodness, we were so lucky to have them and to have somewhere to go. And they helped us Uh, to, you know, we, we got out to Australia. I think we slept for the first two weeks. It was just, we were emotionally, physically, and financially exhausted and had this, this tiny baby. And, um, then we started to work, and we 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 just knuckled down. And I got on the phone with nineteen credit card companies, oh. and one by one, I did zero percent five year deals. I um, and then I spent eleven months on the phone with the mortgage company from January to December of two thousand and nine, and. I was working toward re um, to modifying our mortgage and this was through periods of time where there were zero new mortgages being approved in New York State because the laws were changing mm. so quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But from a different time zone right Doug, I persevered and I'll and finally on Christmas Eve of 2009, we were approved for a mortgage modification. And we could start to make plans to move back into our apartment.
0: Hey, I wanted to let you know about a podcast that I've started listening to. It's called audio visual cultures by cozy Peapod productions with host Paula Blair. Now this is a podcast that explores film, media, arts, and culture, all through conversations with practitioners, researchers, and creative types. It also takes a very borderless approach to arts and humanities disciplines, which I find very appealing because I see myself as one of those creative types, and I tend not to like borders. It's called Audiovisual Cultures. Look for it on any podcast directory or at audiovisualcultures.com. And, and, and and all this time, I mean, your voice is not so much your name, but your voice is out there and there's an opportunity that's there. You tell this story about how, and you hadn't, you hadn't realized the opportunity really yet, but you contacted, I think it's Australian channel 10 and you just sort of contacted them out of the blue. Um, Hey, would you, would you like to interview Siri? Yes. That's how you marketed yourself.
2: Well, as the the voice of GPS, so the Australian Karen, and it, it does say Australian Karen in many of the devices. So I we after that two weeks we first got to Australia, we were trying to figure out what are we going to do now, and I uh, I was watching sixty minutes on the Sunday night, and the the television show sixty minutes they were interviewing Dolly Parton. And she was being interviewed and the interviewer said, Dolly, you know, you've been underestimated so often in your career, but you're really an incredible businesswoman. And she said, oh, honey, she said, um, by the time they figured out what I'm up to, I've taken the money and run. <laughs> and it was just something about how she was being, her her just her ease and her confidence. It just ignited something in me. And the next day I knew, I, I was like, I know what to do. I need to hustle. And that was the day, the next day I wrote a note to the television station on their website. I didn't have any contact, contact. So you just filled just out like, one of
0: those form thingies. Yeah.
2: Do do you have a story idea? And I'm like, well, my voice is in at that time, it was 25 million GPSs. And I think Australians would your viewers would love to see the meet the face behind the voice. And they a producer called me an hour later, and the next day I was on a plane to Sydney and I was I was on the show in the prime spot and I was I was meeting the interviewers who are big stars in Australia. I'm like, I'm so excited to meet you guys. And they said, We're so excited to meet you. And it was just it was like a big commercial for Karens back in Australia and work started to come in.
0: And that started the spark, right? Yes. Are
2: you waiting for the big return? The payoff you have always yearned would shine.
0: And I'm gonna flat, I'm gonna flash forward here. But now you're at the point where you're a professional singer. You performed in concert halls, uh, sports stadiums, Chavez Ravine in Los Angeles, for example. How how do you enjoy that? How do you enjoy not so much the singing in stadiums, but but the notoriety now? Um, motivational speaker. Now now you're you're Karen, right? It's it's changed.
2: It has, and I I speak about recalculating. Um, my motivational speaking is about navigating change powerfully. And haven't we all just been in such a thick experience of that these last years? And that's not over. We are still in the middle of such rapid change and uncertainty. So I teach a five-step process, excuse me, the five directions for recalculating on how to navigate change powerfully, how to let go of what did or didn't happen on a daily basis. And I I feel a very strong purpose and mission to my work that it's really expanded uh from the difference that I make through music and to have music and to have a message has been uh really powerful and I've been doing that now I created my brand in 2009 2010 after that real real rock bottom financial position that we were in and making an impact is um that's where it's at for me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not motivated. I'm motivated by creativity and impact.
0: And one of the things you talk about is public speaking and how public speaking can help a brand or help people in their business or with their personal brand. How can public speaking, I'm, I'm one of the converted, but how can public speaking help me, especially if I'm kind of apprehensive about it?
2: Well, it is the number one fear. People would rather die. Yeah. Then speak publicly. It they're actually the fear of death is less than the fear of speaking in front of people. And I think it's partly because we we have the experience of being exposed or found out. And it is um it is a, a skill that we can build and we can learn. And I mean I love it when I'm in an environment and I see young people being given the tools to speak in front of a group. Because imagine growing up and not having that fear. It's um and as for a business person, it is the number one most powerful way to build your expert status and to build a business because when you're the person in front of the room or on the stage in front of a group, you're immediately considered the expert. Doesn't matter what you say. The fact that you are standing up in front of everybody else and you have the attention means you are considered the expert. Then, if you open your mouth and actually provide some value or share some information that's helpful uh, about what you offer, what your business is, um, I mean, it's all win-win-win.
0: Do you? I, I, I deal with a lot of clients on the public speaking side, and and they'll say, "Well, how do I stop being nervous?" And my answer is usually, "Well, I, I kind of hope you you never stop being at least a little nervous." Do you? Do you feel nerves? Uh, when you're about to give a talk or about to go on a podcast, is, is there a little bit of, of a surge for you?
2: It's heightened for sure, especially if it's high stakes and it's important to me. I'm very experienced. I'm very prepared. I. Uh, it was interesting. We we're staying with friends here in California. And uh, I said, oh, that one o'clock interview I thought I had is actually now at 11 <laughs> because of the time, my computer and the time right. change. So I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. glad I caught that. And, um, and, and, uh one of my friends said oh do you need to is there any more preparation you need? I said no it's good i'm going to be asked questions and then i just tell the truth so i'm prepared <laughs> because i have yeah. done this a lot uh but it it really can take something but what what shifted for me was when i realized that if i'm on stage or i'm in a um in an interview situation and i am nerve very nervous I notice the focus. My focus is in the wrong place. My focus is on myself. Now, it, where I become less nervous is when I remember I'm not here for me. I'm actually here for your listeners, Doug. I'm here today to provide something, to share something. There might be just one one moment, one story that will be helpful or useful, inspiring, or help somebody set a new direction for themselves. It's the same on stage. If I notice myself getting very nervous, I realize I'm thinking about myself. How do I look? What are they thinking of me? And then my job is to get my focus back out to where the message is going.
0: Well, Karen, it is a pleasure and and kind of a treat to get to talk to you today. I really appreciate it.
2: Oh, this has just been a joy. And I I did want to say that uh, after we'd hit that rock bottom um, on July uh, 3rd, 2012, we made our final repayment of that almost $120,000 of debt. And I'm here today, credit card
0: debt free. 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Just passed it. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Well, it's great to talk to you. Listen, don't be a stranger. I mean, you know where I live. So just okay. stop by anytime, right?
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> and yes, and I, I'll have to send you a link to some of my new music, too.
0: Oh, do, do. And we'll put that I in the will show do
2: notes. Beautiful. That. that would be great.
0: If you'd like to send a message to my guest, Karen Jacobson, you can email her at pr at thegpsgirl.com. Stories and Strategies is a co-production of JGR Communications and Stories and Strategies podcasts. Our only ask is that you mention this episode in a conversation with one friend. Thanks for listening. You have reached your destination.